Big Rab Show podcast is kindly sponsored by G1 Reads. They are the champion's choice, with many bands around the world playing G1 products, including two-time world champions in Vararian District. So check out g1reads.com as they keep the lights on here on the Big Rab Show podcast. Hello there. Welcome to another Big Rab Show podcast. How are you out there? Hope you're all keeping well in podcast land. And I have to say, a very happy St. Patrick's Day to you. Yeah, I hope St. Patrick's Day 2021 finds you safe and well. It's kind of a St. Patrick's Day of a difference, though. Uh, yeah, not the best difference, I have to say, as well. You know, being still in kind of a semi-lockdown here in the UK, it's very different St. Patrick's Day. Uh, but we are aware of various different festivities around the world happening right now, so it appears that everyone else can celebrate St. Patrick's Day much better than the Irish at the moment. <laughs> yeah, I've been stuck at home with the family all day today, and uh, yeah... A very different St. Patrick's Day, I think. But wherever you are, I hope St. Patrick's Day finds you safe and well. And, uh, yeah, happy St. Patrick's Day Day to you. We will have some listener mail about that uh, coming up, I dare say. Before we get into the rest of the show, though, uh, just at the very beginning, I want to give a very special message of support, really, to Piper with Klaus Kelt, who's a good friend of the show, actually, Mickey Daly. Uh, he's a good personal friend of mine, and a lot of folks here in the Northern Ireland piping scene would know Mickey very well. He's recently fallen into uh, quite bad health, and we just want to send him a very positive message of uh, well wishes, and we hope that you feel better soon, Mickey, and also to Shelly Ann as well, his partner, and just wishing everybody in the Daly family and all of his friends, bandmates, uh, old colleagues and stuff, you know, wishing you all well at this time, uh, just to let you all know that our thoughts are with Mickey and that, and wishing him a very speedy recovery. There you go. All right. So... Let's get into the rest of the show, shall we? Uh, So, yes, with each and every podcast, we do our normal introduction. And this week's a little bit different because, well, we have to make note of those first two things. Number one, it's St. Patrick's Day. And unfortunately, a good friend of ours is falling into ill health. So we just wanted to mark that at the front of this show this week. So let's get into it. The introduction. If this is your first ever Big Rab show, then you are welcome. We are the show for the bagpiping folk. If it's got bagpipes in it, around it, or near it at all, then we are the show for you. Reflecting everything in the piping world, be it Celtic music, folk music, or even our bread and butter, which is competitive piping and drumming, which hasn't really been happening much this last while, but we've got some to talk about upcoming in the rest of the show. Uh, plus, we've got quite an interesting interview for you as well with a brand new website that's been launched. Uh, so we talked to the owner of the website to hear all about it. So, uh, yeah, stay tuned. We've got quite an interesting topic of the week this week. Now, with each and every podcast, we do have a feature of listener mail where we ask you guys to email us in bigrabshow at gmail.com and this past while we actually did get quite a number of emails from you uh, so the first one comes in here from Aaron. Aaron says uh, hey Big Rab while I don't have any gigs for St. Patrick's Day this year I thought that I would share that I plan to play my pipes for local elementary school this St. Patrick's Day ah oh, that's brilliant Aaron. Hopefully it will uh, bring some kids to Scottish and Irish culture and get them interested in bagpiping. I hope all is well. Thanks, Aaron Kimsey. Isn't that brilliant? Going to play for some kiddos on St. Patrick's Day. That's brilliant. Yeah, thanks, Aaron, for your email. Appreciate that, mate. 
We also got an email here from Jack, uh, who says, uh, Hi, Big Rab. Greetings from sunny South Florida. Uh, luckily, things are starting to open up again, and we've got a few gigs booked for St. Patrick's Day. Ooh, nice. So the Blackthorn Pipe Band played this past Saturday at the American German Club of the Palm Beaches. Yeah, shamrocking the Huss celebration. Apparently that's what it was called. Uh, it was a fun evening and the club did a great controlling the number of attendees thing and allowing for the safety and protocols and keeping everyone safe and well. It was great to play to a crowd after so long. And he's also included some links for the performances of the band too. Awesome. So, on March 17th, right now, as I'm recording this, he said we'll be playing at the Dubliners Pub Celebration in Boca Raton in Florida. See, this is stuff that Rab can't pronounce. Yeah. (laughs) So, they'll be on at 7.30pm tonight, of course, in Florida, playing at that venue that I can't pronounce. Uh, so they have live entertainment going through to 11.30 a.m., from 11.30 a.m. to 1 a.m., and it's always a great event with the street blocked off and everyone enjoying the local crack. Ah, oh, isn't that brilliant? He said, stay safe, looking forward to the days when everyone's events are back on the calendar again. And that's from Jack, and from the Blackthorn Pipe Band. Awesome stuff. I hope you have the best day today, Jack, honestly. Uh, yeah, but there's absolutely nothing happening here. <laughs> Ireland it's the weirdest St. Patrick's Day ever like I said at the start of the show um you know we just kind of stayed in and watched Netflix today you know we got obviously it's a public holiday here so we get a day off uh for St. Patrick's Day but basically just sat around drinking tea watching Netflix it was a very strange occasion very odd anyway yeah moving on (laughs) I seem to be really quite annoyed by that that I'm not out celebrating St. Patrick's Day but it's okay it's okay I'm fine I'm fine I'm fine let's get into our next email shall we this one came in from Finley he says hi Rob just a quick mention about the Lagerbert Piping Society here in Fort William about a fresh online competition that they're running this year we realise that a lot of young pipers are feeling increasingly fed up with the constant online competitions that follow the classic MSR and Peabrook format so their contest instead stages a new medley format which will allow competitors to compete in a style which is seldom ever central focused in junior solo competition this is interesting yeah because this is like a junior that's pitched at younger players so this could be really quite interesting the event will hopefully pose a fresh and exciting challenge to the entrance and allow some excellent creative pieces of music Excellent stuff. So for more information, of course, you can go along to the Lockheaver Piping Society on their social media. They have all the details up there now about their competition and such. And uh, anybody interested, go and have a look at it. You know, we've, uh, we've, I think we briefly mentioned it on the previous show, but we've been kind of promoting it this last while on our social media because we do think this would be quite an interesting competition for young junior players to get involved because it does take you away from the usual stuffy msr and pbrook this is something new and exciting so go and check it out if you are looking for a you know new fresh format for younger players go and have a look at that competition the lockaber piping society on social media definitely worth a look there you go thanks for your email Okay, I have to give another mention to Douglas this week, uh, who sent us in another Big Rab Show mail, and he says, Dear Big Rab, many thanks for the plug last week. No bother at all, Douglas, you're very welcome. Uh, We'll get on to what he's talking about, the plug. Uh, He said he very much enjoyed uh, Ross Miller's interview. Uh, We had him as our first guest piper when the Eagle Piper Society resumed meetings on Zoom, and he said he was a class act. There you go, Ross Miller, 
you're a class act. <laughs> if anything, we got a lot of feedback from Ross Miller's interview on last week's podcast, actually. A lot of people actually dead excited to grab a hold of his book. So, yeah, go along now. It is available for pre-order. Uh, so, rossmillermusic.com. Go and grab it. Yeah. So, there you go. Moving on, the rest of Douglas's email. He says, I am pleased to advise that entries go live on the 19th of March for the Eagle Pipers Society online competition. This will be aimed at grades B and C grade pipers. So he's also included a link in this, which we've shared out on the Big Rap Show social media. Uh, so he says, we expect a very strong response, so we're keen to give pipers advance notice. Numbers are to be capped to 30 entrants per event. Yeah, now we weren't aware of this previously when we first started talking about the Eagle Pipers competition. So, yeah, 30 per event. Now, the entries close on the 20th of May. So, yeah, I dare say that they'll have quite a lot of people, you know, possibly being disappointed and not being able to enter this. So, there will be a waiting list and all of that. If there is a maximum capacity reached and stuff, and say someone drops out, then someone else can take their spot. So don't feel that if you, you know, are rejected based on numbers that, you know, you've lost your chance because they will place you on a waiting list. So that's quite an interesting way to do that. There you go. He says, our aim is to make it as high a quality contest as possible and to ensure that pipers stand the best chance of a positive grading consideration by the competitive Pipers Association. The total prize money is almost a thousand quid, and the following have kindly agreed to judge Bob Worrell, Callum Beaumont, Ian Duncan, Ian Spears, Michael Gray, Murray Henderson, Roddy McLeod, and Tom Spears. And if you could mention this on your next show, it would be appreciated. Many thanks, Douglas. Of course, Douglas. Meh. I don't know, just keep your emails coming. Yeah, we love hearing about the Eagles Piper Society and uh, all about these incredible competitions. This one's really interesting because it's specifically based at B and C grade. Um, but it's also interesting to see that the numbers have been capped. So that's an interesting choice too. We haven't seen that happening for many online solo competitions and stuff. So that's that's interesting. So like I said, for more information, you can go along to the Big Rab Show social media. We have shared out the link and everything where you can put your entries in once they go live uh, and all your playing requirements and whatnot. Everything will be on the Eagle Pipers Society uh, social media. So you can go and check all of that out if you do fancy entering that competition. There you go. Alrighty. Uh, I think it's this point in the show where, yeah, I think it's time for Word of the Week. Word of the Week here on the Big Rabsha Podcast. Progress. Yeah, progress is this week's Word of the Week, which is an interesting choice, I feel, but I have to get into one of the biggest news stories to drop this past week. Of course it is. You guys knew rightly we were going to be talking about it straight out the door. It was the RSPBA annual general meeting. It happened this past weekend. Now, we've had a number of sources. Now, I'm saying there's been at least a half dozen people have contacted the show and give us little bits of information that came from the meeting and told us how it went down, what all happened, and all of that kind of stuff. Also, there's an article on pipesdrums.com. You can go and check that out as well, where they talk about what happened at the meeting. 
I think all in all, the meeting itself was pretty much a success. All the technology seemed to work very well, and they actually had quite a high attendance from bands. Now, that's to be encouraged, I have to say. And also, yeah, we do bid a fond farewell to Ian Hamilton, who is... You know, he is now saying his cheerios and all the rest, but he was still there at the meeting and all the rest because he obviously had to give the finance report and stuff. So Ian is still there and, you know, doing all what he has to do. Uh, But, yeah, taking care of the financial report and all the rest. And on a previous podcast, we did say that there was some financial anomalies that we were worried about, uh, namely the 14,000-odd quid for catering, which really raised some eyebrows. In fact, we got some weekly drones about it, if I remember correctly, too. And a lot of people had some questions for the financial misgivings. and People just didn't understand it when it was written in the report. Well, the whole questions around the finances and stuff that were on the report were addressed directly. Apparently, a lot of the uh, finance reports actually took account of some checks that hadn't actually been cashed in and stuff like that for 2019 and made its way through into the next financial year. So some bills needed paid that weren't paid in 2019 but were paid in the following year. So that may account for the reason why we're seeing such craziness as 14 grand for catering when everyone's in lockdown. So hopefully that answered a lot of questions. Um, So yeah, moving on, we also had John Hughes. John Hughes, of course, is stepping down and he's retiring after 20 years on the board. And yeah, so now he's not going to be on the board anymore unless he gets nominated again. But as far for all intents and purposes, I think that's it. John Hughes is gone. He said his farewells and actually spoke at length, apparently, about his time as chairperson. So we wish them well. Honestly, John, we think he's done a a smashing job, and yeah, we do wish him well in his retirement. In his place, however, there's been a unanimous nomination for a new chairperson called Kevin Riley. Now, Kevin, I think, was already chair of the organisation. He was, I think he was there, I don't know, this is me and my research, I think he was there in early 2000s. This could be stuff that rap got drunk. It probably is. But I do think I remember Kevin Riley being chair, chairperson in the early 2000s for a few years. And then John eventually took the post and was there for over 20. So I don't know. Maybe my memory's a little sketchy. But I think it's in the Pipes Drums article as well. They do mention it, that Kevin was already previously chairman. So yeah, it is what it is, I suppose. Congratulations. I honestly don't know Kevin that well at all. Um, but hey... Congratulations, your brand new chair of the RSPBA. Well done. Uh, we are also still waiting on our possible replacement for Ian Hamilton as well. So I guess we'll have to wait and see on that. I don't know if there's been any progress there or what exactly is happening. I guess we'll have to wait and see. Um, but moving strictly on, the big news story from the whole AGM. Now, I have to say, this is outside the finance report. All your speeches and all your niceties and congratulating people and all the rest... There was the standing orders, and these were the changes to things that the RSPBA wanted to make, and they put to the membership for them to vote on. And famously, I think all of them went through apart from two of them. And the two of them that were rejected by the membership were two of the most controversial. 
The Let me see, the first one that kind of lapsed and didn't make it through was one that was really narrowly voted down. I have to say, there was 26 for the motion and there was only 30 against, so it very narrowly kind of went down. Uh, so, yeah, thankfully it went down, if I, in my honest opinion. This is the one, of course, I'm talking about, about the payment of banned fees, where if you didn't pay your banned fees, you could actually face a huge bill especially if you hadn't paid your band fees for like three years and you have lapsed in your payment and all the rest and if you decide to join again then you have to pay back pay of your fees plus a potential fine you could honestly be paying upwards of i think we calculated it it's like 1100 odd quid which is a serious amount of money because for a uk adult band it would be about 252 pounds per year And then you'll have your late penalties and all the rest on top of that. So say, for instance, now I'm just plucking a name out of the sky of a band that I haven't seen on the grass for a while. Blarian District. Blarian District were a grade one band. And honestly, were absolutely brilliant. I love watching Blary. But they've been off the road for a number of years now. And let's say Blarian District in 2021 or 2022, for that matter, decide, right, we've now got a band. We want to compete again. Well, they could find themselves in all sorts of difficulties if they haven't paid up their fees, even though they haven't been competing. They could end up in all sorts of financial difficulty. So I'm really glad to see that this one fell because this, you know, bands are finding it financially difficult at the moment. And having, you know, the potential of being slapped with a huge bill by your association. Yeah, this is positive news to say that this has fallen down and uh, won't be happening. So I have to say... Well done to those people who voted that and uh, made that decision. I think that's definitely one that would help a lot of bands around the world for that matter. Not just here locally in the UK. Also, there was the second one that didn't pass and this one was a little confusing. I have to be honest. Um, Yeah, they're talking about the payment for people on the board of directors for appearance fees. Hmm... Now, part of reading, reading the Pipes Drums article, it says, After a discussion, the organisation reportedly decided to withdraw a motion to pay Board of Directors for services rendered at the RSPBA's five major championships and the World Solo Drumming Championships. The Board Vice Chair, Paul Brown, eventually cautioned against passing the motion until more details can be obtained from the Scottish Charities Regulator about what was permissible. Now, whenever we dug into this a little bit, This was all sorts of sketchy. What we're finding at the moment is that the RSPBA currently do pay their board of directors uh, expenses. So the likes of travel and hotel and meals in some cases, things like that. Any kind of expenses, expenses that are incurred by a director for attendance at an event is covered by the RSPBA. That's, well, it's fine. We expect that, I suppose. You know, we expect things like that, like hotels and all that to be covered. But then there was this additional appearance fee, and this was for services rendered, which was all very vague. But they didn't really classify it as to what exactly the services were, how much we were paying. And yeah, the whole thing was a little bit, mm, a bit weird. Now, I'm glad to see that this was actually withdrawn until they can look into this a bit further. You know, I'm not for one second suggesting that there is any kind of financial abnormality here. What I am suggesting is that maybe they didn't think it all the way through. 
Because, yeah, the last thing the RSPBA need at the moment is another investigation by, is it Oscar you call them? The, you know, the Scottish charity regulator looking at their finances. And they'll come in and ask, well, what are you paying this financial you know, benefit for? Why are you paying a fee for people who go to games? What's it for? Hmm. So, yeah, very sketchy. No idea exactly what happened or how it happened, but glad to see that it's been reported that it's actually been thrown out until they can actually have a look at it. So, yeah, the the competition allowance, the appearance fee, whatever they were calling it, basically, you know, the directors and the volunteers and folks like that that appear could get this, like, appearance fee or something, attendance fee or something, competition allowance, whatever they call it, it's all a bit sketchy, a little bit... Mm, suspect, I think is the word I want to use. So, again... Yeah, where's my little thing? You can draw your own conclusions. <laughs> mm, we'll have to wait for that one, I suppose, to come round the hill. But, but yes, I have to say, you know, those were the two big no- motions that kind of fell down. And thankfully, the rest of them, I think, were all pretty standard fare. Nothing really, uh, you know, stands out as being a huge deal. We got an announcement to say that, you know, the finances of the association are in pretty healthy state. They have enough money in the kitty now to last them until the end of 2021, which is nice. Uh, apparently 50 grand of that is, comes from a business loan, that type of thing. So that certainly helped keep them afloat. So that's good. It's good to know that, you know, they are sort of financially solvent now. And, uh, you know, I think it's definitely a positive. I also have to say that the staff of the RSP. PBA will also remain on furlough now, apparently, until September. So as you guys know, here in the UK, we have a furlough scheme uh, where staff who, you know, cannot come into work because of the lockdown and all the rest and working from home and stuff. Yeah, they will remain on furlough and, uh, yeah, will receive financial assistance from the government until such times as they can return to work. And that will be hopefully in September. So there you go. Interesting stuff. And there was also a little bit of a conversation under any other business about a consideration that the World Championships this year in 2021 should not be called the World Championships. Perhaps it should be called something else. Now, the reason why this was talked about is because obviously with the pandemic at the moment, uh, we know that bands can't travel internationally. International travel in and out of the UK is incredibly difficult at the moment. And uh, let's say that some bands in certain grades would like to defend their world championship, you know. So the fact that some bands won't be able to defend their world championship uh, yeah, kind of leaves it a bit unfair, and we can't actually class it as a world championship when it's not including our international bands. I have to say, I completely agree with this, and I think the discussion kind of went around. I talked all about it, but there was no real outcome, from what I understand. And uh, yeah, we're going to wait and see exactly what's going to be happening. Uh, I think. For all intents and purposes, the conversation ended. Apparently, there will be an announcement, hopefully within the next few weeks, about the Scottish Championship in Dumbarton and our World Championship in August. Yeah, so hopefully we are waiting with bated breath. We've been told under any other business in our AGM that there will hopefully be a mention to talk about what's happening to the world and Dumbarton. Quite an interesting meeting, I think, and I'm glad to see the two the most controversial ones did have some wide and varied discussion by the membership. It was good to see. And uh, if anything, it's it's good to see the democracy there kind of stepped in. 
those folks that were for it, I'm sure, had their reasons. And those folks that were against it, I'm sure, had their reasons also. It's great to see that bands actually got a shout and they had this big discussion about it all. And, yeah, we got the result that we finally seen there. Yeah. So, with that in mind, folks, that's our update from the AGM. Of course you knew that we were going to be talking about it. Yeah, it's it's kind of a no-brainer. But I have to say, for more information, of course, you can go and look at pipesdrums.com. They have published a bit of an article about it where they have got a number of sources as well to give them updates and stuff. Uh, So, similar to ourselves here on the Rab Show, like I say, we had a number of people contact us on various different points in the meeting. Um, So... Yeah, it was interesting to see. Not not any big earth-shattering massive changes that will really affect the way bands, you know, compete or play. I think we are looking at possibly, you know, an adjustment to playing requirements possibly. If the Worlds does go ahead this year, bands need to know what the playing requirements are. And apparently at the moment they're still sort of up in the air. So, yeah, that's something. But it kind of brings me into this week's Weekly Drone. Now, we have two weekly drones this week, which I kind of think that feeds into our topic this week when we're talking about the AGM. So, Aaron, what's this week's first weekly drone? The weekly drone. RSPBA Media Engagement. Dear Big Rab, As with many previous big drones, I would like to comment on the RSPBA. I am involved in running a number of well-known piping organisations, so I am sympathetic with the difficulties that the RSPBA face. However, what I find very frustrating is their refusal to engage with third-party media sources, aside from one website. The last couple of years have been a busy period for the association and a number of justifiable questions over finance and leadership have arisen. I am actually sure the RSPBA management acts in good faith and has nothing sinister to hide. However, the unwillingness to engage or answer queries from reputable media outlets such as yourself or Pipes Drums ensures the questions become sinister rumours and before long you have alienated a portion of the membership. One example would have been to explain some of the line items in the 2020 accounts when they were published last week. Instead there was nothing and lo and behold many members and media sources were hinting at financial mismanagement. I recall in February 2020, the Scottish charity regulator suggested that the RSPBA should adopt more openness around why decisions were made. That was over a year ago. The coming 12 months are likely to be equally challenging, and the RSPBA will want, and perhaps need, as much support and engagement from the members as possible. For a small fee, I am sure they could engage a piping-friendly PR agency to assist. It would be money well spent, in my view. With a new chairman appointed, 
and a new CEO in the pipeline. Things may change. Ah, yes. Thank you, Weekly Droner. Yes, it is hoped that things may change. And that is definitely something that we have kind of suffered from here on The Big Rab Show. We have been constantly reaching out to RSPBA and we never, never get a response. Uh, It used to be back in the heyday, whenever we first launched The Big Pat Rab Show podcast, actually, we used to lift the phone and phone the office, and we actually normally would have get put through to Ian Ableton himself, who was more than happy to answer a load of questions, and we were able to come back to you guys with answers. But that gradually changed. What changed? I'm, I'm not entirely sure. I don't think there's been anything particularly that we've done here on the Big Rab Show that's kind of put them off engaging with us. But what we found over this last while, especially this last six months to a year, is that the RSPBA are favouring one particular website to put out their news stories. And that in itself kind of raises questions. What made the decision to engage with that one particular website? Why not engage with everyone you know who's involved in the scene and to try and help and put messages out there you know why restrict it to one particular website very interesting and still don't know the reason why if we're honest and again we knew we were going to be covering the story on the AGM on today's podcast and we had emailed headquarters I don't know how many times asking for some sort of comment or such on how they thought the meeting went or anything at all, you know, for any kind of comment on anything. But no, we got bupkis. Absolutely nothing. Now, I, I just don't know what the reluctance is. And like our weekly droner said there, perhaps a PR agent might not be a bad idea. Um, so, yeah, some food for thought there from our weekly droner. Thank you very much for that. Whoever you are. <laughs> Yeah, so like I said, we don't only just have one weekly drone this week, we have two. So, Aaron, I think it's time for weekly drone number two. What's next for piping? Dear Big Rab Show team, can I ask the biggest question for all of us at the moment in the piping scene? What is next for piping? With the global pandemic, absolutely everything has been put on hold. And it's been awful for all involved. I've heard you speak on the show recently about glimmers of hope, with competitions happening in Australia and New Zealand. This should be praised for sure, but what about the rest of the world? USA and Canada are making baby steps to possibly hit the grass again in person. Has there been any movement here in the UK? The RSPBA seem to be in a game of who blinks first when it comes to cancellation of competitions. Rather than pulling the plug themselves, they seem to want to wait for either the events company or the local council to back out, then make a big announcement. The association doesn't appear to be showing leadership here and just give clear direction to its membership. Instead, they're playing a game of cat and mouse. Will we? Won't we? And it's all about money rather than the event itself. The RSPBA NI have shown great leadership in my opinion 
by telling its members that nothing is happening through to the end of July. This provides a clear direction and puts people's minds at ease when looking at the months ahead. The idea of two possible piping showcase events or festivals, that's fantastic. Bands won't be ready to compete and the NI branch seem to understand this. Why don't the folks in HQ? Do folks seriously think the world's is happening in 2021 as it has done in the past? Absolutely not. No international travel, impacts of Brexit, inability to prepare and, oh yeah, an ongoing pandemic. Might well throw the brakes on for a couple of years. RSPBA, show some leadership and make the call. Your membership will respect you for it. The Weakling Drone Yes, I think they would. That's for sure. Thank you, Weekly Droner, for that. And, uh, yeah, again, I have to say, Weekly Drones come in from you guys completely anonymous, so we have no idea who that's from. So... (laughs) Thank you, Anonymous Weekly Droner. Some interesting thoughts there about leadership and that shown by our RSPBA. And um, yeah, we did say that following the AGM that we are waiting on an announcement now on Dumbarton and on the Worlds. So yeah, it does seem to have been a little bit of a game of cat and mouse. We did see the previous three majors cancelled Uh, Not by the RSPBA, but by the organisers. Either the local council or the events company pulled the plug before the RSPBA did. Now, whether that will happen for Dumbarton and the Biggin, the Worlds, we don't know. We'll have to wait and see. We have been told that there will hopefully be an announcement shortly, and that's where we are with that. And yes, our weekly droner kind of lumped praise on our RSPBA Northern Ireland branch uh, and the invention of these piping festivals. Now, as we talked about it on last week's podcast, we got a slew of people asking, when is it? Where is it? Uh, who all's going? Do I have to go? Who's playing? Will there be social distancing? We have absolutely no idea. <laughs> we have no clue. Uh, this has just been a thought, an idea, a notion that has been thought about by our own branch here in Northern Ireland. And they're asking folks, if you're interested, let them know. Instead, you guys have been letting us know on the Big Rap Show. <laughs> We're not organising the competition or the festival for that matter. Contact RSPBA Northern Ireland, please. Uh, we're not, you know, running the competition, so I have to say that. Uh, so, yeah, the, the whole idea of a piping festival, honestly, I've said it last week. I do think it's an amazing idea. Our weekly droner thinks it too. I think it's, yeah, certainly the way forward. If we can't have competitions, then a showcase event certainly could be something. Anything to kind of grab a hold of. But I have to say, our folks over in headquarters in Scotland aren't showing the kind of same direction. They aren't kind of considering the possibility of a piping festival or a showcase event, um, which is something I do think they maybe should consider. You know, if a big competition like the World Championships isn't possible, then perhaps something a little lower key in a smaller venue with not as many bands and where they can control it better and keep people safe. Perhaps that could be something they can consider in the later in the year. 
don't know. I'm just putting an idea out there, you know. <laughs> so I do know that a lot of folks from HQ and that all do listen to the show. Uh, but yet they're incredibly reluctant to talk to us. No idea why. So again, if you're from the association, if you're involved in any way in the organizing and the backroom team and stuff, we really want to get in contact with you just to hear exactly from the horse's mouth, as they say, what's going on behind the scenes and all the rest. So yeah, and if you want, you can contact us on Weekly Drone. You know, it's completely anonymous. You can let us know your thoughts. Weekly Drone, thebigrabshow.com forward slash Weekly Drone. That's where you do it. Um, so yeah totally anonymous no identifying factors uh yeah you can just yeah let us know your story indeed thank you to our two weekly donors there very topical i think uh based on this week's big story from the agm and i think we've dedicated enough of this week's podcast to the agm uh for more information of course you can check our social media we've been reporting on this this past week or so and you can also look at pipestrums.com for that article like i mentioned as well and i have to say thank you to all of our anonymous sources i think there's a load of you out there who all told us about various different things from the meeting uh thank you all very much it's great to have uh folks that want to provide us with information you know to give to the piping folk so it's very encouraging so thank you very much folks all right let's get into some actual piping news shall we yeah away from the agm and all of that kind of nonsense let's get into some piping news now have you guys seen these brand new set of bagpipes for the dropkick murphy's edition by rg hardy have you seen them they're absolutely ridiculous of course it's st patrick's day i have to talk about them dropkick murphy's are about to do a live stream concert later on tonight when i'm recording this so um yeah we'll get to see them playing these new set of custom made bagpipes by rg hardy made for the dropkick murphy's these things are beautiful and I have to say a massive shout out to uh, Matt Willis, bagpiper, on YouTube. He actually did an unboxing and a play test of these things. Wow. And he included all sorts of high definition photographs and stuff. Now, these, of course, came from Lone Star Piper. You know, Jeremy there in Lone Star Piper. Uh, the RG Hardy Dropkick Murphy edition bagpipes that are just ridiculous. They're They're simply breathtaking. Now, I'm kind of new to the bagpiping thing i've been a drummer for the longest time and even i want to get a set of these these look class they're all sort of laser etched you know even on the silverware as well as on the blackwood they just look incredible so yep trust me do yourself a favor even if you're not a dropkick murphy's fan and you're a bit more of a traditionalist still go and have a look at these pipes and let us know what you think of them honestly i don't know i think some people will hate them i but me honestly i think they're fantastic there's a lot of incredible detail on them wow so yeah go and check out matt willis's video actually where he unboxes these and reviews them they do sound great so he sets them up of course straight out of the box into a bag and getting them all working oh they just sounded incredible so yeah great great set of pipes so for more information of course you can go to lone star piper uh he's selling these at the moment and uh yeah for full pricing and all the rest he actually sends them as a, a package deal i think where you have the the bag sent to you as well a carry case a load of reeds and stuff basically everything in in the box that you need to get them up and running so yeah go and check it out lone star piper of course he's the official rg hardy uh, kind of distributor for the united states so de- definitely go and check them out there that and the dropkick murphy's set of bagpipes they're class 
Also, I have to give a mention uh, to Ross Miller. You folks were all mentioning his interview from last week, of course. Well, he's now since kind of released what the artwork will look like on the front cover of his book, The Roke. It is available for pre-order, like I've already said. And the artwork itself just looks exactly like the album cover. (laughs) It just, yeah, it looks brilliant. So I have to give a shout out to Ross Miller this week. Again, thanks for appearing on the podcast last week, man. It was brilliant. And also a shout out to Davey Hunter as well. Uh, we'll be talking more about Davey later on the show. But Davey uh, has been on the podcast before many times. And he's actually been helping out Ross in the production of this book. So awesome stuff. So yeah, go and check it out. Ross Miller Music. Go and pre-order your copy now of The Roke. Definitely worth picking up for sure. All right. I can't not mention it this week. Yeah. This weekend is the New Zealand Nationals. Yeah. Oh my god, I am so excited for the Nationals. I kind of forgot it was St. Patrick's Day today. (laughs) Yeah, I've been looking forward to the Nationals all week. And I I can't tell you just how excited I am. Now, this is kind of a big deal because it's a live, in-person competition held outdoors like we used to. Do you remember back in 2019 when we used to have competitions? Well, here it is. The New Zealand Nationals, we're expecting 35 bands in total, including feature bands in Grade 1 and Grade 2. I have to say, I'm dead excited for this. The bands included, of course, we have Auckland, Invercargill, Canterbury, Manawatu, New Zealand Police... Oh, I'm oh come on! Now you're going to have to tie me down to kind of keep me away from this. Now, of course, Canterbury Caledonia—they're going for their third consecutive national title. So I want to wish you guys in Canterbury the very best of luck. Now, the band, of course, won the 2020 New Zealand National Championship on March 14th last year. So, uh, yeah, I'm wishing them the very best for this year. Of course, in Grade 2 as well, we'll see the Celtic Nelson Band, Hamilton Caledonian, the Scottish Society of New Zealand, and also St Andrews College and Wellington Red Heckle competing for prizes. I'm stupidly excited for this, all right? Now, the whole thing will be live-streamed on the Royal New Zealand Pipe Band Association's YouTube page. So we have shared out the link a number of times now on our Big Rab Show Facebook page. And you have to work out your own time differences and stuff here. So it can be really complicated. Uh, For folks wanting to catch all the action on the Friday, the 19th, you may need to tune in on... Is it either Thursday night or Thursday morning? Friday morning? It's really confusing. I'm terrible with time differences and such, and I always end up missing a bit of it and then realizing, oh, crap, that's on. So what you do is what do do yourself a favor. Subscribe to the Royal New Zealand Pipe Band Association YouTube page, okay? And then there's a little bell icon next to the subscribe button. If you hit that bell icon, what will happen is, is whenever they release another video, you will get a notification. And this is how I'm hoping to keep track of this. I'm hoping to get a little on my phone to say, it's now live, and that's when I will tune in. So, yeah, really looking forward to this. Now, we also do hope that the Street March will be live-streamed as well. We've seen various reports saying that it will be. Uh, so, looking forward to the Street March competition as well. That'll be all sorts of brilliant. And apparently, was it Manawatu who won it, I think, um, last year? I can't remember now. This will be stuff that Rab got wrong. But, yeah, New Zealand Nationals this weekend, 35 bands in total. 
and I will be pouring over every single detail of this. I cannot wait. If you're listening to the pod right now and you're going to the New Zealand Nationals, can we first of all say that we're incredibly jealous and we wish we were with you. Oh my word, do we wish we were with you. Um, but yeah, send us a big Rab Show selfie. Let us know that you're listening to the podcast and also let us know that you're there enjoying the music. Uh, man, we are so jealous internationally that you folks in New Zealand are able to meet and practice, never mind being able to meet and compete against each other. So very excited for this weekend's competition. Like I said, folks, for more information, of course, you can check out the Rab Show social media. We have shared out the link I don't know how many times. Uh, we've also shared out the draw and stuff as well, as well as the associated judges. We know who's going to be judging what. Uh, so all full details are up on the Rab Show social media right now. Plus, go and subscribe to the Royal New Zealand Pipe Band Association YouTube page and then smack that bell notification button, as they say. So, yeah, you'll get a notice to let you know whenever they go live. Yeah, that's this weekend, full of piping. I can't wait. It's going to be so good. All right, I have to give a mention then to the Ohio Valley branch of Yuspaba. Uh, their online competition, their, the Ohio Valley branch virtual competition, uh, the entries are now closed. And they've actually managed to attract over 251 competitors. What? <laughs> yeah, they've received 251 competitors who will be submitting... 780 videos total. That's insane. That's a huge competition. Now, this actually you know, had competitors uh, logging in from 34 different states, all represented from the US, but also we had folks from Canada, Scotland, Malta, and all of that. We have, you know, well, the Scottish players, obviously, they would come from Glasgow, Edinburgh, Perth, and the Scottish borders. So, yeah, to everyone who's entered into the Yuspaba Ohio Valley Branch Virtual Competition, we wish you the best of luck. Uh, but for those of you who are wanting to enter, then, ah, hard cheese. You've kind of missed it. But, uh, yeah, I wish all the judges the best of luck getting through all of that. That 780-plus <laughs> performances? Yikes. So, yeah, as we get results from that, you know, hopefully within the next week or two, I don't know how long it will take them to judge them all, uh, but we'll certainly let you know who has won what. There you go. Moving on, yeah, this past week seen another cancellation which we kind of seen coming and that was the Kyle Highland Gathering. Now the Kyle Games hasn't been a major championship in the piping calendar for quite a number of years uh, but it does still attract quite a number of bands who still attend the event so it is quite sad to see that, yeah, the 2020 and the 2021 Kyle Games are also cancelled so both of them have been quite rubbish. So the Kyle, Kyle Highland Gallery chairman, Mr. Ronnie Kearns, said that this announcement was one that no one wanted to make. But in order to protect the safety of competitors, visitors and the local community as well as protecting the future of the world famous event, he said the decision was inevitable. Yeah, there you go. He said, with uncertainties, both both national and international travel, coupled with yet unknown restrictions around social distancing, it became clear to the gathering that, that they know that they just had to pull the plug, basically. There you go. So I'm kind of paraphrasing there. Uh, but yes, I think the games themselves, the Kyle Highland games, there has plans been put in place already 
to hold an online event. Now, uh, Mr. Cairns goes on to say, he says, whether we can't gather in person, uh, sorry, while we can't gather in person this year, we will be gathering again online as the Carl Highland Games moves back into its virtual space with Carl's virtual gathering. And tickets for that are available through the Carl Games website right now. And I have to say, for various different events from the Carl Highland Gathering, there's some amazing bands playing at this. Some trad bands and Celtic and folk bands and stuff are performing at this, as well as all sorts of Highland dancing and some piping and drumming. Yeah, so go along, check out the details, go and have a look at the Kyle Highland Gathering website for ticket information and exactly what you can expect from their virtual games online. So all sorts of interesting there. There you go. Now, the Kyle was always an interesting competition on the calendar because it was the one that fell after the Worlds. So we're now seeing competitions after the World Championships being cancelled. But we're going to hear about it in a couple of weeks. So, yeah, we'll wait and see. All right, well, speaking of World Championships, we have to give a mention then this week to BagpipeLessons.com. They put out the announcement saying, The World Online Piping and Drumming Championships for Spring 2021 registrations are now open. Yes, the deadline for registering for their spring competition uh, will run up until April 22nd. And uh, so, yeah, the deadline for sending in your videos after that will be May 12th. So if you are interested in competing in the spring edition of the World Online Piping and Drumming Championships, then, yeah, there you are. You have until April 22nd to get your entry in. Hmm. Also, if you do manage to get your entries in before Sunday, March the 28th, then you'll actually be entered into a prize draw. Now, the event has a lot of sponsors and stuff, you know, like the Tone Protector uh you know i don't know there's loads of different sponsors available for this amazing competition and a lot of them have prizes available so yeah so if you do want to be entered into a free prize draw have your registration in with them before sunday march the 28th but the actual deadline for entries is april 22nd so you will have a bit of time so there you go the world online piping and drumming championships Yeah, the solo championships is available now. You can go and get your entries in. There you go. Now, I have to give a mention this week to the Piper's Trail. Now, we did mention this on a previous podcast, and we got a lot of questions about it, actually. But folks asking, well, Rob, number one, what is the Piper's Trail? Uh, Number two, uh, how can I put my name in? Well, the Piper's Trail is kind of a civilian pipes and drums element of the Royal Edinburgh Military Tattoo. And these uh, these are mostly all for military bands, you know, and civilians don't normally get the opportunity to play at the Edinburgh Tattoo. But this new thing, the Piper's Trail, which has been around now for a number of years, have, I don't know, it's been extremely popular because a number of civilian players have had the opportunity to actually be part of the Edinburgh Tattoo, which is incredible. Now, the reason we're mentioning it this week is because they are still currently recruiting. Now, those who were selected for the 2020 show and were subsequently cancelled due to COVID, they're automatically being offered a place for 2021. And so they don't need to reapply, but you do need to make a choice whether you're actually going to appear or not. Now, I have to say this is open to everyone internationally. It's around the world. So if you can actually be there and attend the tattoo then go for it, yeah. Now, Major Stevie Small, MBE, uh, the Royal Edinburgh Military Tattoo Production Manager, said, I I would encourage anyone with an interest in performing and a passion for either piping and drumming 
to apply this year as being part of the Royal Edinburgh Military Tattoo. He says it's absolutely an unforgettable experience. Having performed myself for many years, I know firsthand the exhilarating feeling of backstage excitement, audience welcome and the achievement of knowing that you're helping the tattoo to donate funding to military and the arts charities in the UK. Now, for more information, of course, you can go along to the Edinburgh Military Tattoo website, and they have a link there for Piper's Trail. You can also have a look through the National Piping Centre. They have a link there as well. And they tell you about all the application process, what you need to do to apply and have your name put down and all the rest. And we wish you the best of luck. Honestly, it is quite an incredible experience. We have spoken to a number of people who've been involved with the Piper's Trail. And uh, yeah, they said, honestly, it's something that they will never forget. Walking out onto that Esplanade is just an unforgettable experience. And also walking down the Royal Mile after playing Black Bear, you just couldn't beat it. So... Yeah, if you can and you want to be part of the Edinburgh Tattoo, there's your chance. Let's go along now. Edinburgh Tattoo website is where it's at. There you go. All right, I have to give it a little bit of a... Well, it's not really an announcement, but it's more of an assurance, I suppose. The organisers of this year's Lorient Interceltic Festival say that they are determined that it will go ahead. And, yeah, this is in light of everything around them currently being cancelled at the moment because the Inter-Celtic Festival this year will be held on August 6th through to August 15th. Now, yes, we all know at the moment that's kind of, yeah, it's similar to the World's Week, isn't it? But, yeah, we are waiting on that announcement that's coming in two weeks. There you go. Uh, So, yeah, the Inter-Celtic Festival has said that they do still hope that the festival will be running and that they're determined to make it happen. So, apparently, the festival Scottish delegate, Tom Johnson, he said last year a decision was delayed, awaiting developments with regard to the spread of the virus and, of course, government legislation, and was eventually cancelled. This year, there will be some limitations in place with regards to numbers. Apparently, only 5,000 people would be allowed into any one venue, for example. And there will also be additional social distancing requirements for both attendees and for competitors and for performers but there is hoped that we will have an inter-celtic festival in Lorient this year along with all of the usual ones we have all you know the competitions for example the McCrimmon Invitational will happen the Peebra competition we have the bagpipe master classes which they hope to run we also have the kitchen piping concert which was a big draw and then obviously the pipe band competition itself Plus, we have events like the Grand Parade, which is always a massive spectacle. And, uh, yeah, we're really excited for this, actually. We're really hoping that their determination pays dividends and that the event can go ahead. Now, there are three invitees for the McCrimmon Trophy this year. We have Ross Ainsley, Eddie Seaman and Ali Levesque. Yeah, so this will be quite interesting to see how those folks get on at the Invitational Solo Piping. We also have bands representing Scotland at the Inter-Celtic Festival for 2021. We have Methyl and District and Strathallan Schools. Now, apparently this is still to be confirmed, but let's hope that they can actually appear. So, I have to say, dead excited. I, I love their optimism here, and I really hope that they can pull it through and actually yeah, manage to run this event. Uh, I would love to get to the Lorient Festival at least once in my days, uh, but... Yeah, I doubt. I don't know if I'll be able to get this year, obviously, with uh, travel restrictions and such. But, hey, hoping that they can actually have an incredible festival. And we will definitely be letting you know any news going forward. Yeah. 
All right, I have to give a mention this week to Davy Hunter. Davy! Davy is a legend. Now, why am I talking about Davy Hunter this week? Well, there's been an announcement recently on a YouTube, not YouTube, a Facebook page called Tartan Tunes. Now, if you're following on there, you realise that those guys have uh, like weekly live shows and such where they bring musicians on to play and to talk to them and talk all about their, you know, musicianship and their experiences in the piping world and their Celtic and folk music scene and stuff. And it's really interesting. Well, Davy will actually be presenting. Yeah, he'll be presenting on there. So, yeah, dad excited for this to see Davey now uh, with a microphone and actually presenting on Tartan Tunes. So looking forward to that. You guys know who Davey is. He's been on the podcast many times before. And for more interest, uh, for more information, of course, on Davey and his work and, you know, his own music compositions, you can go and check it out, davidahunter.co.uk. Uh, but, yeah, dad excited for this announcement for Davey, that, you know, that he's going to be there on Tartan Tunes. Awesome stuff. <laughs> now, another announcement actually dropped this past week on YouTube, which I'm sure you guys managed to catch. Winter Storm 2021. And you're all saying, what, Rob? It's March. <laughs> Winter Storm happens in January. Well, yes, they are holding a virtual Winter Storm online. They're calling it Winter Storm at home. So winterstorm.net is where it will be and it will all be presented on their YouTube channel as well. And uh, this will all start live on Saturday the 27th of March and it will be completely free. Absolutely free! Now, that I, I am so looking forward to this. Apparently we have some performances from some of the best in the world, of course, who would normally be in attendance at Winter Storm. The likes of Fred Morrison, uh, Wally McCallum, Stephen Crichton, Stephen McWhorter, of course, amongst others. We also have some band performances to look forward to as well. In their online trailer video that they put on the Winter Storm YouTube channel, you actually seen a little few seconds of St. Lawrence at all. <laughs> yeah, the full band of St. Lawrence will that were there. I was eagle-eyed and I managed to catch them. Uh, so, yeah, looking forward to this. So, yeah, we'll get some band performances, some individual solo performances as well. Dead excited for, about this. So, 27th of March, this is all happening. Winterstorm.net. And like I said, the kicker is that it's absolutely free. Yes, we know what's happening in March. And Winterstorm normally happens in... Uh, <clears throat> January, but um, yeah, I, I dare say this is still great though, and it's free. What's not to love about that? Brilliant stuff. Okay, moving on. I have to give a mention this week to the Lewis and Harris Piping Society, who will be hosting the Pipe Major Donald McLeod MBE Online Cayley. This will be on the second of April at seven p.m. here at UK time. It'll be premiered on the Lewis and Harris Piping Society's Facebook page and also on their YouTube channel. They will feature eight top pipers on the night. Now, where do you hear this for a list? <laughs> you have Gordon McCready, Angus McCall, Sarah Muir, Wally McCallum, Connor Stewart, Niall Stewart, Ian Spears, and Stuart Little. What? Now, there's no mention of any tickets or anything here. I just think that you tune in and watch it. So, yeah, this is available 2nd of April, 7 p.m. UK time. That's the Lewis and Harris Piping Society and uh, the Pipe Major Donald McLeod MBE Online Kelly. I would tune in for that for sure, yeah. All right, moving on. 
We have another little news story that isn't quite a news story, but it's something that we want to point you in the direction of. This past week, ourselves in the Big Rab Show, we actually got sent uh, one of those Flux blowpipes. Yeah, well, myself personally, I got sent one. Uh, thanks to the guys at Flux Solutions, uh, we got sent one of their blowpipes for review. And I actually made a bit of a video about it, actually unboxing the blowpipe and actually getting it into a set of backpipes and working. Now, I have it here, right in front of me, actually. Where is it? Yeah, it's under a pile of drumsticks. Yeah, I had it out of my pipes, actually, because I was going to check the beads in it to see if they needed changing. But this thing, honestly, it's pretty substantial. <laughs> Stop banging it on my desk. Uh, but, yeah, you can go and check out the YouTube channel of The Big Rab Show, and we have our unboxing and review video up there now. So if you did think to yourself that you might want to purchase one of these things, but are just sitting on the fence, maybe thinking, ah, I'll maybe hold off and getting one of those. But, hey, go and have a look at our video. It gives a full review as to what you get in the box and then what to expect whenever you're actually using the thing. It's quite an ingenious product, actually, so I'm not going to spoil the video, um, but definitely worth watching. You know, If you're in the market for some moisture control, then why not consider this new product? The Flux Blowpipe, of course, very, very... Ing- I don't know. It's, it's kind of it'll revolutionise piping. I feel honestly, uh, but yes, go to their website fluxsolutions.co.uk. Plus, we also have a money off code as well. Just by listening to the podcast, you get to save some money. So yeah, that's Piper Ten. When you get to the checkout, you actually save some money just by listening to the pod. There you go. So go and check out that video. Also, if you're a Peabrook fan at all, we have to mention this week Murray Henderson piping. Now, Murray Henderson, of course, is a huge name in the Peabrook scene. And whenever we've seen that Murray Henderson was going to be doing some online sort of stuff, of course, we kind of expected it to be about Peabrook. And yes, we were 100% right. He has launched what he's now called the Peabrook Studio. Now, for those of you out there who kind of, well, who love Peabrook music, this is exactly for you to learn from one of the kind of virtuosos in the Peabrook world. So go along to Murray Henderson Bagpiping, or Murray Henderson Piping, sorry, dot com, and you can check out all of his available products. He breaks it down tune by tune, and he actually gives you various different sorts of packages available for each tune, along with like audio recordings, videos as well, explaining certain things about the ground and the various different variations and how they should be played, as well as uh, you can actually get you know the manuscripts to follow along. And it's basically having a one-to-one lesson from Murray Henderson on your chosen Peabrook of choice. So, yeah, if it's, is it something that you would be interested in? Are you particularly struggling with one of your favourite Peabrooks? Well, then go and have a look at murrayhendersonpiping.com and there may well be some helpful information on there that will really help improve your playing. Now, Murray actually breaks it down. He sings the tracks. He kind of, I don't know, what do you call it? Conducts you through the performance. Some of these are really ingenious. You know, so honestly, for Peabrook players, this is invaluable. So go and have a look at it, murrayhendersonpiping.com. There you are. Now, before I get finished up with all of the piping news this week, I wanted to give a couple of plugs, I suppose. Number one goes to Manran. Manran are going to be holding an online uh, concert on Saturday the 3rd of April. For those Manran fans out there, uh, well, I'm definitely one of them. And yeah, I've been hungry for new music from Manran this last while. Uh, But yeah, obviously the pandemic has had an effect. But here they are. They're actually going to be online and performing for us on yeah Saturday the 3rd of April. So for more information, go along to Manran's social media where you can go and pick up tickets for this. I'll certainly be picking them up because 
Oh, you're going to have to try and keep me away. Yeah, right. But the next concert that I want to plug is Saturday the 20th of March. Of course, we have Alison Crowley Duncan. Now, we did have Alison on the previous show here. And uh, yeah, this weekend, of course, you have the New Zealand Nationals. But uh, yeah, if that's not your cup of tea and you would rather be tuning in for more contemporary sort of bagpiping, then yeah, tune in to Alison. Alison Crowley Duncan will be live on Facebook on Saturday and this will be at 5pm UTC so you can work out wherever your time difference is, wherever you are. Uh, So yeah, for more information you can go and check out Alison Crowley Duncan on uh, I think it's her Facebook page and all the rest where she has her ticket information up there where you can purchase tickets and uh, yeah, go and tune in and watch her live concert. So for me, I think I might have the Nationals on one screen and I'll also have Alison's concert on the other screen as well, perhaps. Although I do think that once you purchase a ticket for Alison's concert, you can actually watch it at any stage, I think, you know. (laughs) So even if you don't watch it on the 20th when it actually goes live, you can maybe catch up with it on the 21st on the Sunday after the New Zealand Nationals. So... Yeah, you can do it with it as you please. But either way, I would still recommend that you go and check out Alison's concert for sure. It'll be one definitely worth catching. Yeah. All right. Before I get out of all the news, yes, I know it's been quite a long podcast already, but I have to talk about the Kids with Cancer charity event 2021 because there has been an announcement of the amount of money raised. The pipe band family around the world have managed to raise a massive £7,280 for the Children's Cancer Unit in the Royal Victoria Hospital in Belfast. I am absolutely blown away by that. So over £7,000 raised by piping folk around the world tuning into that concert i have to say thank you thank you to everyone who sent in donations of both your time your performances and also financially by purchasing tickets and giving paypal donations and such you guys seriously raised an incredible amount of money for a well-deserving charity and it is gratefully received so thank you all uh, i have to say over the last four years now that the the cancer charity in total have receives over £38,000. £38,800 to be precise, almost £39,000. So that's quite a lot of money raised by the piping fans around the world over this last four years. So shout out to Andrew Shilladay, of course, who helped put all the video performances together, and also to Gary Smith himself, and uh, to all of the performers, all of the acts, the bands and stuff. Simply brilliant, I have to say. It was awesome. The whole event just seemed to be a roaring success. And again, it kind of displays that piping fans around the world really can be so generous and help raise some much-needed funds for an incredible charity. So there you are. 7,280 quid raised for the Children's Cancer Unit. That's absolutely brilliant. Fantastic stuff. Alrighty. That's it for the news this week. I have to say, yeah, if you've managed to last this long in the pod, then you're in for a treat. Because this week's topic of the week is quite a good one. I'm looking forward to this. So, yeah, it's time for me to go and get a big cup of tea. It's time for the topic of the week. The British Drum Company is a young player in the drumming world that has established its reputation as a manufacturer of exceptional drum kits. And it's now turning its attention to the bagpiping world. The world of pipe band drumming is represented by the Axial Range. Launched in August 2019 with innovative features, developed alongside British Drum Co. International Marching Specialist, 
Jim Kilpatrick, MBE. The stunning Axial Range was then selected by the Grade 1 Drum Corps of Glasgow Police Pipe Band for the 2020 season. British Drum Co. drums are all handmade, made by craftsmen in Stockport in the UK. The build quality and attention to every detail is second to none, contributing to British Drum Co.'s reputation as artisan makers of some of the finest drums available today. These drums are available only through approved British Drum Co. specialist dealers. For more information on all British Drum Co. products, please visit BritishDrumCo.com or follow on Facebook, Instagram or Twitter. The British Drum Company. Look amazing, sound amazing, feel amazing. LoneStarPiper.com your one-stop shop for all of your piping and drumming needs. Thanks to the continued support of their friends and customers throughout the years, Lone Star Piper is now the official retailer for R.G. Hardy in the United States of America. From custom hand-sewn Gallic-themed kilts and uniforms to R.G. Hardy and Henderson bagpipes, LoneStarPiper.com has you covered from head to toe. With R.G. Hardy's extensive line of products, they have everything you need to be successful on or off the grass. If you have any questions about any of the products they carry, you can contact Jeremy at sales at LoneStarPiper.com. LoneStarPiper.com, helping champions look and sound their best. McClellan Bagpipes, from North American artisan bagpipe maker Roddy McClellan, from Uist in Scotland. They adhere to the highest traditions of Scottish bagpipe making, using the finest materials, employing bespoke design and committing to constant innovation and evolution. Including exciting new products such as the Elevation Chanter, plus restoration work on vintage bagpipes for the next generation. Check out bespokebagpipes.com for more information. McClellan Bagpipes. Born in Scotland, made in the USA. Hello, this is Scott Wood. And you're listening to The Big Rab Show. Ah, yes. Topic of the week time. And I have to say, that cup of tea went down a treat. Absolute treat. So, yes, topic of the week this time is uh, a guy called Nathan Mitchell. And he actually has invented and come up with a brand new website called Bagpipe Central. Now, for those of you out there who don't know what this is, well, you're about to find out. Now, of course, for those on Patreon, you guys will probably have already seen the video of this interview, so go and check out the video because we actually look at the website and actually talk about what we're looking at. And yes, of course, for you folks who aren't on Patreon, we will also be bringing the video from this interview to our YouTube channel as well in a later date. Yeah, but but for now... Yeah, let's introduce Nathan to the podcast. So, welcome to the podcast, Mr. Nathan Mitchell. How are you, Nathan? Are you well? I'm doing well, Rob. Thanks very much for having us. Not at all. Now, the reason I have you on this week's podcast is because you're going to be talking about quite an interesting new website. Do you want to tell us about this? Absolutely, yeah. Um, So going back just four weeks now, um, myself and, and a friend of mine, Kyle Campbell, uh, we launched a, a site called Bagpipe Central. And uh, the idea behind it is just really, it's it's creating a, a marketplace for our pipe band community and our, our piping and drumming community to connect and, uh, and be able to find and search and exchange and trade um, items that they have for sale or, or that they're looking for. And, you know, it's interesting, you see these types of places in, in all other communities around the world, but when it came to pipe bands, we really 
we didn't have one and we, we've been talking about it for years and it was almost too bad that we didn't have that central place to connect and we always sort of made the comment you know why not us why not uh, why not our pipe band world and so yeah. we built it and um you know we're just it's it's kind of in its infancy right now but we're at a point where we're starting to show people and and get them get them to engage with it and, and see what it's all about there you go. Oh, we'll have to have a look at the website just in a wee minute or two. But first of all, I want to find out more about yourself, first of all. Uh, so you, are, you do actually come from the piping scene. You've been involved in piping and drumming now for quite a while. Uh, do you want to give us a bit of your piping pedigree? Sure, yeah. I'm not sure pedigree is the word, uh, especially <laughs> when I think of some of the, the, the guests that you have on the show. It's, it's actually quite humbling. You've got an incredible... Ah, not at all. Uh, and, and I came to it, I, to be honest with you, Rob, I'm, I'm a fan of the show. I mean, I really enjoy it. I listened to the oh, last uh, few interviews and I, uh, you know, I'll just, I'll tell you, I listened to uh, Bruce Gandy and Bob Worrell and, and, and yeah. um, you know, two guys that I know and, and respect and have heard play many times. And it's, it was great to hear their comments. And, but one of my favorite was uh, Brian Martin. I, I don't know Brian. I haven't been over to, to hear him play before, but what a great, uh, just like, be able to hear the stories of a guy who's played in FM for 30 years and what that was like. It was uh, just a great mm-hmm. interview. So you're I, doing a great service for our world. I dare say we haven't heard all the stories as well. Probably a lot of them not broadcastable. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. But uh, yeah, you, like you have been involved yeah, in the piping scene. Yeah, you've been playing for a number of years. Yeah, I, I, I started, I picked up the channel when I was uh, eight years old. Um, and it was actually my granddad that taught me. He taught a lot of the pipers in our local community here in, in Winnipeg in, in Canada. Um, and then I, I actually stuck just the soloist until I was probably 10 or 11 and, and joined a local um, boys pipe band here in, in Winnipeg. And, and then, uh, you know, from there, I aged out of that group and I went and played with the band I'm not sure if you remember but uh Alberta Caledonia out in in Alberta oh um, yes sort of split between Calgary and Edmonton but mm-hmm. fantastic group I had a, a cousin out there who was a piper in the band and so he brought me along and had some great times with them um and then you know went to Australia actually and played with the, the Blacktown band there for a season um, oh excellent yeah yeah and and then after that I actually came home and uh started uh there was a Winnipeg police band that my granddad was pipe major of for 50 years. And uh, they had always been just one of the greatest organizations in our community and a lot of fun, good people. Um, and I convinced them to start competing. <laughs> so, so I decided I'll take on this pipe majorship of, uh, you know, we started out in grade four and three and then ended up in two. And um, that's, that's kind of where it is. So the Winnipeg police pipe band, but uh Ah, superb. Yeah. There you go. Not, 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 not the gold medals or anything else that a lot of your, your guests have, but I definitely have been in the pipe band scene my entire life. So. Oh, there you go. And I have to say, I'm quite a fan of Winnipeg, please. So shout out to them. Anybody listening right now? Go on, Winnipeg. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, you've developed this brand new website then just to kind of act as a bit of a hub for the piping scene, really. For those who are watching on the video right now, uh, you may well actually begin to see the actual webpage, here it is. It's called bagpipecentral.com. So this, do you want to explain to us what we're looking at here, Nathan? What is this website? Absolutely. So it's, it's a free marketplace for pipers and drummers to use. Um, that's about it. We don't, we keep the riffraff out. So it's just for our pipe band community. And I, I shouldn't say, I mean, there are um, other, other pipers on there. Like there's, you see lots of Ulian sets. Uh, mm-hmm. You see a few Gaida. Um, you know, some of the Spanish and Galician sets, uh, that type of thing. But 
for the most part, it's it's piping and drumming is 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 where our our community is. But yeah, um, yeah. What what you can do is if you have say a set of pipes you want to sell, uh, or in this case, like some old band chanters, um, mm-hmm. you know, you you can log onto the site, create an account, which takes less than a minute. Uh, you just put your email address in and, and make an account, and then you can upload your listing. So you can say, look, I want to sell these pipes. Uh, and the nice thing is, you know, actually, Rob, if you scroll back oh, where you are there, um, if you mm-hmm. click on bagpipes underneath the filters. Uh, bagpipes, yeah. Right. There's a lot uh, of them and, here, yeah. Right. I mean, it's funny. We just launched in January, so it's it's a brand new site, but we already have over 150 sets of pipes, which has been mm-hmm. just astonishing. Um, but what you can do is, you know, you can actually pick, if you look at make, underneath make, you'll see uh, it says see more. Valentine. And there's all the makes of pipes that we have on the site currently. So wow. you know, if you're looking for a set of uh, Dunbar's or you know nails or Henderson's, I can go on. Right, somebody McCallum. got a G1 chanter on there. There you go. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, matter of fact, there's actually a, I saw some G1 reeds that were sold on the site the other day, but, uh, Excellent. there you go. <laughs> but, it, and that's kind of what's nice about it too, is it's very specific. So, you know, people can look and, and, and we've also noticed a lot of people are using this just to find out maybe what their pipes are worth. I mean, over time, as it grows, they're going to be able to go and say, look, I've had this, you know, I think they're an older set of Stark pipes and, uh, I've always mm. wondered, you know, what people are selling them for. So, they go online and they take a peek and, and see what, what the market is. And, and it's, it's become a good resource for that sort of thing as well. So that's what I was going to ask you about here, Nathan. There is this little tab here, appraisals. And is this what you mean? Like people can have like photographs of their instrument and then you send them in and then they get a price for them. How does this work? That's exactly right. So, you know, a lot of times people are looking to have their, their instrument appraised. Um, and so it, it's, it's, there's no exact science to it that we've found in the world. I think a lot of times what happens is, you know, either manufacturers or vendors that have been in, in the scene for a long time will, will write up a, a certificate of authenticity or something like that, let's say for insurance purposes or just, just to have, um, you know, mm-hmm. so this is just kind of a formal place for someone to do this. So, you know, we would offer them the same thing. If they wanted to show us their instrument and, and give us a bit of background um, in this particular you know, appraisals form, it is good to be very detailed and give us the history of your pipes or mm-hmm. what your instrument is. It's very, very important to give us all that background um, mm-hmm. and the pictures too, good quality pictures so we can see the combing and, and all the different aspects of the pipes that, you know, help us to identify what exactly they are. But yeah. anyhow, yeah, we'll, we'll just kind of give you some feedback as to what we think they are, uh, you know, to help identify them. Um, and if you're looking for an actual like certificate of authenticity, something you can use as a document, mm-hmm. uh, in that case, we would actually charge for it. So, you know, I think we have on there is a hundred bucks or something along those lines. Um, there you go. Yeah. But, yeah, but and, for, and, for some instruments that could really could be worth it though. You know, if you're considering, you know, getting it certified as a particular model from a particular decade or something, that's really worth having. Yeah. Right, exactly. You hear about a lot of people who, you know, insure their pipes, of course, which maybe is a good plan. And you you hear about a lot of people will just do it as like a rider on their house insurance or something along those lines. But uh, there you go. Yeah, that's exactly it. So you can list your item for free for sale. Uh, You can also buy it through the website as well without paying any fees and stuff and all the rest. You can have your instrument actually appraised officially and get a certificate of appraisal which is all sorts of awesome. But I have to ask you about the blog feature then that is also on this site as well. 
Uh, you guys are frequently publishing blogs on here. Um, some of these are really quite interesting. Uh, who writes these? Are these come from yourselves? Yeah, and, and to be fair, that's actually um, my partner, Kyle Campbell, uh, my partner in crime here that uh, is helping us uh, build the site. And he, he's the one who's, who's uh, um, for the most part, writing all that blog material. Um, mm -hmm. So, but that's exactly what it is. You know, what it is, Rab, is over the years when we've been talking about this, people have so many questions about, you know, buying and selling and, and transferring pipes and how to do it. Um, so, yeah. You know, for example, like, you know, it says, how do I ship my bagpipes? It sounds yeah. simple, but it, it's a question that comes up quite a bit. Okay, I just sold them. How do I get them safely to the buyer, right? How, how do you get and, them in the mail? Yeah. <laughs> right. And, and I mean, it, it, it might sound like common sense, but I think for, for a lot of folks, it's it's a great read because as they're, as they're getting an opportunity to actually put them in the box and ship them over, um, there's some nice tidbits of information there for them. So... That's the idea behind the blog is just to help people um, if they are buying and selling through the site, uh, use it wisely and be able to, uh, to get some more information without having to go search for it. They are indeed. So I'll go right back to the homepage again. Now, I'm not going to give the entire site a whole go over here in the video. If you do want to check out the site, please go and have a look at it, bagpipecentral.com. Um, so this is basically a free service that people can jump in and just engage with the piping community, Nathan. Am I right in saying that? Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's, that's part of one of the key messages here is that, you know, myself and, and Kyle, my, my partner in crime work, we're not uh, looking to make money off the site. It's really just uh, a community minded initiative to, to, to give us something as a pipeline community to be able to use and, and enjoy Like, um, you know, honestly, it, it comes from a good place. We, we both feel that the pipe band community has just given us so much over our time in it. And we've been so fortunate to be, members of it that it's it's time to give something back and and this is our little you know opportunity to do that um yeah. and just to give you a bit of background you know so kyle and i um why why we sort of came to this point is we, we both worked together um in a marketing firm for many years in fact right across the hall from each other and uh i, I can tell you rob honestly many times the pipe band or sorry the, the conversation shifted from marketing to pipe bands <laughs> <laughs> but uh but anyhow, so we, you know, we have a lot of experience together and have known each other for, for decades and played in bands and everything else. And, um, you know, this, this was just kind of a natural fit. And, and what happened was about three years ago, uh, a fellow that my granddad taught, he, you know, he's aging on and he's not able to play his pipes anymore. And he got to a point where he, he needed to sell them and he wanted to sell them. So he, he rang me up and said, you know, Nathan, you're, you're pretty good with computers. And is there a chance you can help me try to sell my pipes? Right. And I said, yeah, absolutely. Right. And so I did, I, I put them, you know, quite honestly, Rob, I can tell you there's about 68 places online where you can try to sell these things. Wow. And uh, yeah. none of them, none of them really seem to join the community properly or, or get people connected or centralized. So no, you're um, talking what, like Amazon, <laughs> eBay, you know, I don't know, Gumtree that we have here in the UK or Craigslist there in the States, I suppose. All these different sites, but they're so broad. They're not focused on the actual community itself, like you say. Yeah. Correct. That, that's exactly it, right? And like I said, I mean, the list of 68 is probably minute compared to what it, what it actually could be, um, yeah, places yeah. that we just haven't come across. But so that, for me, just put it in my head at that point on that, you know, 
we have to create something for our community and, and have a place where people can do this kind of stuff safely and, yeah. and, and just feel good about it and, and get a chance to browse. So, um, so I'll tell you those pipes, they, they actually did not sell and, and uh, they, we still have them. It's a, it's a beautiful set of what we think are, you know, 1942 Henderson's and not a, not mm. a crack in the ivory, like just a gorgeous set. But yeah. um, my point is that's, that's what kind of drove our, our initiative to get this off the ground is because we just saw a need for it. So, um, you know, that, that's where it all came from. I think it's a fascinating idea and a cracking idea as well. And I'm surprised no one's thought of it already, but I'm so glad that you guys are doing it. Do you know what I mean? It's fantastic. It's funny you say that because um, you're not the first person to make that comment. You know, when we've been talking to folks over the last while, uh, we've heard that a lot. You know, we mm. can't believe this hadn't existed prior to, to you guys putting this out there. So yeah. that's a good feeling, right? Because it makes you know that you, you've done the right thing and that people are actually getting some, some good use out of it. Certainly. Now, as much as we're talking about selling bagpipes and stuff, I also noticed as we were scrolling through there briefly, there was also drums and uniforms and different things. Like there's everything really to do with piping and drumming, really. Yeah. Absolutely. And Rob, I, I hadn't forgot that you're a drummer. I wanted to talk about that. You know, it's, it's funny. I, uh, we've had lots and lots of pipes, of course, but there's been very few drums posted. And uh, mm. some of the feedback we've been getting from drummers in the community, um, and I'd love to hear your opinion on this too, because you're very close to it, mm -hmm. is that uh, COVID has not been kind to the drumming world, you know, especially the marketplace. Um, mm. Just given the fact that, you know, pipers own their own pipes, they play them, uh, you know, quite a lot outside of band functions. And um, and I, I'm not just speaking to like the competitive scene and, and that kind of upper echelon of, of, of playing, but more like every, you know, parade band outside of the contest band in the world, you know, if there's no events, public gatherings, things to play at, um, unfortunately, I think sometimes the drums just don't get brought out as much. And when it comes to buying and selling and exchanging, um, you know, the, the information we're getting is that what percentage i guess i'll ask you this question we're going to flip we're going to flip roles here but You're going to in your opinion okay. what percentage <laughs> what percentage of the uh you know pipe band drumming world owns their own drum oh, wow honestly i would say it's in the single figures and you know, i wouldn't think there'd be a lot of drummers out there that own their own instrument because they would so just the use the we, bands you know right yeah. so the number we came to is it's less than one percent I would they say actually so, yeah. own their own drum. Yeah. And mm -hmm. so because of that, you know, bands are trading, they're not buying and selling because there's no reason to, right. They're not looking for new drums and, and uh, they're not out there actively playing at the moment, unfortunately. Yeah. And hopefully this doesn't last forever. But uh, so that, I think that's one of the key reasons that we haven't seen a lot of drums yet. I mean, there's, there's a group in Australia um, that's selling their full set. So they've got the full snares, bass, tenor complement. but oh, right. Yeah. Um, a full, you know, full core of drums that, available. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Right. But, I would suspect that I, you know, once once we're through the pandemic and things start to pick up again and 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 everything's back on, I would suspect that you're going to see more trading of drums happening in the marketplace. There you are. Yeah, yeah. it's a fascinating Oops. project, you know, for sure, and uh, one of which I think, yeah, the piping folks should really get behind and make use of this incredible service. Nathan, thank you so much for talking to us here on the show. Do you want to again just mention the website address where folks can go and check it out? Yeah, thank you, Rob. It's bagpipecentral.com. And uh, you can connect with us uh, there. And you can also connect with us on any of the social platforms. So there's, you know, Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. Um, you know, we're, we're pretty connected with those. And we like to show folks what's on the site through those, uh, those properties. So yeah, take a look.
There you go. Perfect stuff. Nathan, thank you so much, mate, for talking to us here on the podcast. And I wish you every success with this. Thank you very much. Thanks very much. I appreciate it. And there you have it. Thank you to Nathan and BagpipeCentral.com. Quite an interesting project, actually. You know, so definitely worth a browse, if nothing else. You know, you might find an interesting product on there that you might not think to yourself, ooh, I might like to buy that. Do you know, and if, if you're like a window shopper like me, nine times out of ten, you probably end up buying the thing. <laughs> so it's a very dangerous website for me to be on. Uh, but <laughs> go and check it out. Bagpipecentral.com. Quite an amazing resource, actually, with a, a live community behind it, which is really useful. Uh, so quite a, an interesting tool there. And thank you to Nathan uh, for chatting to us here in the podcast all about it. Very interesting stuff. So there you go, folks. That was it for Topic of the Week this week. And I have to say thank you for tuning in this week and each and every week. You guys continue to download the pod and tell your mates about it. And it's just brilliant being able to bring you guys all sorts of amazing piping content each and every week. And again, we want to say a huge thank you to the folks over there on Patreon. Yes, it's been a while since we've sung their praises. But honestly, you folks over there on Patreon are really helping keep the wheels turning here in the Big Rab Show. Especially during such difficult times as the global pandemic. And uh, yeah, I just wanted to shout out our Patreon faithful. You guys are awesome! If you haven't already considered giving us support on Patreon, then please do. Uh, We do have a wealth of content over there on Patreon. So much stuff is back there. It's ridiculous for me to even put in a hashtag list. Uh, There's backstage interviews, exclusive performances. There's episodes of Rab Show Plus. Uh, Also, you get exclusive previews of future podcasts. Yeah, like that one from Nathan. You guys would have seen that on Patreon already. Uh, Plus, you get our weekly catch-up. Of our Fuse FM Balamoney radio show. Yeah, so if you do happen to miss our Fuse show, which is live every week, then you can get, you know, an episode for you to download every week. So two hours worth of a piping and drumming radio show to take with you, no matter where you are, just because you're a Patreon supporter. Plus, we've got tons of other great stuff over there on Patreon. Just, yeah, go over there, consider clicking support, and help support your favourite podcaster. Alrighty, that's it folks for another Big Rab Show podcast and like I said, thank you for downloading and I have to say, if you haven't already, please do subscribe so each and every week you'll get a little bing to let you know that Rab has uploaded another one. Until then folks, we wish you a very happy St. Patrick's Day. We hope that you're all safe and well and had the best day, the best celebrations possible. Um, I'm probably going to go back into the house now and pour myself another cup of tea and sit in front of Netflix again. Anyway, I hope you all had a good one. (laughs) Yeah, and we'll see you all next week for another Big Rab Show podcast. Until then, all the best. Well, that's it for another Big Rab Show podcast. Thanks so much for downloading this week. And a special thank you to our sponsor, G1 Reads. Played by bands around the world, they are the champion's choice. Played by two-time world champions in Vararian District. Don't forget to check out thebigrabshow.com to be kept up to date with all the latest news and views from the piping world. And also check us out on Patreon. For five bucks a month, you can get your hands on tons of extra piping goodness and be part of the Patreon faithful. So until next week, guys, we'll see you right here on the Big Rab Show podcast. All the best.